0: Fayetteville Street, named for a former Arkansas governor, may soon have a new namesake. And supporters of the change say it will provide important historical perspective on both men. Welcome, everyone, to the Know the News podcast, a production of the Newsroom of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. My name is Rusty Turner. I'm the editor, and I am your host today for the Know the News podcast. And we're going to talk about the effort to rename Archibald Yell Boulevard for a former enslaved man, Nelson Hackett. The two men were contemporaries living in very different circumstances in the mid-19th century in Fayetteville. Stacy Ryburn, our intrepid Fayetteville City Hall reporter, will have a story in this weekend's editions of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette about the proposed change and why it's coming up now. He's joining me today on the podcast. Hi, Stacy.
1: Hey Rusty, how's it going?
0: We've also got two other guests. Also with me are Fayetteville City Council member, DeAndre Jones. He's the, he represents Ward 1 in Position 2 on the City Council, uh, and he also represents the part of the city uh, where the road in question is located. And he's also the sponsor of the ordinance to change the name. Welcome, Councilman.
2: Thank you for having me this afternoon.
0: All right, and then uh, we also have with us Michael Pierce. He's an associate professor of history at the University of Arkansas, and he is director of the Nelson Hackett Project, which documents Nelson Hackett's journey and explores the impact uh, its impact on efforts to undermine the institution of slavery before the Civil War. Thanks for joining us today, Professor Pierce. Oh, thank you for having me. All right, so we're going to start this start our discussion this way, Stacy. If you would tell us. Uh, about the ordinance that's coming up before the city council and what it actually would do
1: well the ordinance is straightforward enough the street in question is archibald Yale boulevard it's about a half mile in length stretches uh from about college and rock streets and archibald Yale that weird three-way intersection in south fayetteville just uh, kind of southeast of downtown and it stretches down to where it meets south school avenue which eventually reaches Martin Luther King Boulevard. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the, uh, a relatively short street, but the, the name has some historical significance. It's named after Archibald Yell, the second governor of the state, who uh, has just a novel's worth of history to his name. Uh, from what we can tell, the street itself became in existence in 1953 or so. The street network used to just be like a grid, and uh, the, the street came in that, that gives you a shorter route from the top of the hill there to the bottom. And this proposal would change the name from Archibald Yale Boulevard to Nelson Hackett Boulevard. And Nelson Hackett's a name that maybe uh, not so many folks are familiar with. He was a man who was enslaved um, he, uh, here in Fayetteville. He, he fled uh, uh, in 1841 seeking freedom. He made an arduous journey. Uh, uh, eventually to Canada, and I'm not going to give away all of it because Dr. Peace is going to tell us the history, but uh, the the short version is what happened to him had international implications um, uh, regarding uh, slavery in in the United States and and here and and everywhere in the British Empire. Um, So Councilmember DeAndre Jones, he's got a proposal. He's been working with the cities. Black Heritage uh, Preservation Commission. Uh, they've just discussed this a number of times. Uh, in addition to renaming the street, uh, there's also a proposal to place a, a marker that tells Nelson Hackett's story on the Fayetteville Square, and there are uh, direct reasons f- for that location. Um, but that's that's the proposal that we've got. It's coming up on Tuesday. The City Council will talk about it, and uh, it's a resolution, so that means it'll have the, the one reading unless someone, you know, decides to table it and talk about it again for another day.
0: So. Okay. So, uh, and there's obviously the, there is a connection between Archibald Yale and Nelson Hackett. And uh, um, uh, Professor Pierce, you know more about that than anyone. So why don't we, uh, why don't you tell us the story
3: of Nelson Hackett and, and how the two well, are connected? Well, thank you. Um, Nelson Hackett in, in the 19th century was the most famous Arkansan in the world, Um, His fate was debated by uh, Queen Victoria and her husband, Prince Albert, Uh, the halls of parliament, U.S. diplomats. uh, uh, People uh, in the entire Atlantic world had the name Nelson Hackett on their lips. And this is really stunning, considering that Nelson Hackett um, was an enslaved man. Um, And the story of Nelson Hackett's flight from Fayetteville, um, is crucial to understanding, um, really, um, what led up to the American Civil War. Um, Nelson Hackett, what he does do is he puts into motion the events that secured Canada, which it was at that time a, a British um, possession. Uh, Nelson Hackett put in motion the events that secured Canada as a safe haven for those people escaping bondage in the United States. And in July of 1841, Nelson Hackett um, decides he no longer wants to be a slave. He leaves Fayetteville, and on his way out of town, he takes a horse, a coat, a saddle, uh, a fur hat, and a gold watch, chain. And he travels about 360 miles across the state of Missouri to the Mississippi. And that's one of the the longest recorded overland slave escapes ever. And then he makes his way across the free states all the way to Canada. And he arrives in Canada, thinks that he is finally now a free man, And he settles in a town called Chatham, about 50 miles east of Detroit. But the man who claims to own Nelson Hackett, a guy named Alfred Wallace, he knows where Nelson Hackett is going, probably because Nelson Hackett's trying to reconnect with family. And um, Alfred Wallace goes to Chatham. Has Nelson Hackett arrested? First, he beats him up. Um, nearly kills him, and then he has him arrested on charges of theft uh, for stealing the horse, the saddle, the coat, the hat, the watch, and, and this, becomes, um, this becomes this becomes um, this dilemma for Canada. What do we do? Um, Canada will not return an enslaved person just for stealing their freedom, but this is different. Um, Hackett was accused of crimes, and um, the governor of Canada really delayed it. He says, look, I I need a letter from um, the governor requesting formal extradition, and so Alfred Wallace comes back to Fayetteville. He uh, appears before a, a grand jury in Washington County, secures an indictment, and the governor, Archibald Yale, writes asking for Nelson Hackett to be returned to Arkansas to face a trial. In the end, the governor of Canada says, okay, and he puts uh, Nelson Hackett on a boat, sends him back to Detroit um, and then further back to Arkansas. Um, And the governor says, look, I'm doing this because Nelson Hackett's a thief and we don't want that type of person settling in Arkansas or, or settling in Canada. And um, this returning Nelson Hackett sets off a firestorm amongst abolitionists. Um, originally alerted by black abolitionists in Detroit, um, the worldwide abolitionist community rallies to Nelson Hackett's defense. And after this, two things happen. One, Nelson Hackett uh, makes his way back to Fayetteville. Um, he is brought back here and... Uh, once he arrives in Fayetteville in the, the, um, early summer, late spring of 1842, um, he's publicly whipped according to one account on five or six occasions and the lashes range from about 30 lashes to about 125 lashes, uh, really enough to kill most men. He's put on trial. Um, he is convicted. The, um, the conviction is later uh, vacated it's a weird story but then he is sold off to texas and the last we hear of nelson hackett is a report um, from a guy named edward cross and edward cross was a congressman uh he represented arkansas in um, washington dc and edward cross tells an abolitionist that nelson hackett has escaped again and he says the the ultimate fate of nelson hackett we do not know could be dead could be free, could be recaptured. And so we're, we're left with this not knowing what happened to Nelson Hackett. But the second part of this story is that the worldwide abolitionist community mobilizes and they, they are fearful that if Nelson Hackett's extradition can become a precedent that no black person who lives in Canada will be safe, that slaveholders will make up charges of theft to recover slave, enslaved people who have found freedom in Canada. And, and, and so in order to preserve Canada as a refuge for those escaping slavery in the United States, um, the abolitionists um, need to prevent any such future extraditions. And they do this, um, and they do this by lobbying um, Queen Victoria, Prince Albert. They do this by lobbying people in parliament. And what happens is um, the the colonial office um, issues instructions to um, British colonies all throughout the globe Uh, about the extradition of enslaved people. And basically, these conditions make sort of the extradition of people like Nelson Hackett all but impossible. And so what Nelson Hackett does is he serves as an example um, for those arguing about – for those arguing that you, we should not, the British government should not extradite um, or not return enslaved people um, to face any charges whatsoever. Um, and, and so in that way, Nelson Hackett's um, flight from Fayetteville set off the um, the, the events that ensured that Canada would remain um a haven for those escaping slavery. And I'm going to keep on going, and you can cut this if you want to.
1: Um,
3: And and, and what historians and other scholars have found out is that um, the latest scholarship (laughs) argues that fugitivity, that enslaved people— Seeking freedom, whether it's in um, the free states of the North or whether it's Canada, was one of the most important factors driving the sectional crisis that ended in the U.S. Civil War. And so this fugitivity, these men and women and children who are are, um, fleeing slavery and heading to Canada, they play an important role. In this sectional crisis, that ends up with the Civil War and, and ultimately, the emancipation of um, enslaved people all across the United States. And so, in this way, by ensuring that Canada um, remained this haven, um, Nelson Hackett's flight um, helped drive the forces that ultimately rid the United States of slavery. So
0: you know you talk about Nelson Hackett living as an enslaved man in, in, in Fayetteville and escaping and and bring being brought back and 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 publicly whipped. You know his circum the the two men we're talking about, Nelson Hackett and Archibald Yale lived in very different def- different circumstances. Archibald yes. Archibald Yale was more than just the second governor of Arkansas. He was a founding uh, almost one of the founding fathers of Fayetteville. who was a wealthy man, a landowner, member of Congress for a while. So, so you know, the, they have two very different histories, the two of them.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't claim to be uh, an expert uh, on Archibald Yale, but Archibald Yale was uh, was a politician first and foremost. Um, he comes to Arkansas um, basically at uh, the suggestion um, of, um, James K Polk, a, a powerful, powerful politician, um, east of the Mississippi. And he uses Polk's connections, um, in order to, um, build a legal career in order to build a a political career. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know the best way of saying this, but, um, Archibald Yale was basically a political crony, um, and and got the rewards for those, for that. Yeah. Uh,
0: and, and as I recall his history, he, uh, he was. He had. He would. It served. Had been in Congress. Served as governor. Then he went back to Congress. Resigned his congressional seat and uh, joined the the army in the Spanish American War and died in uh, died in battle. It was the Mexican. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mexican. It
3: was the Mexican American yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, War. Right. That James K. Polk right. played an important part of right. Uh, causing. Right. And, and um, during uh, Archibald Yale led a uh, a, a unit of Arkansas soldiers. They were called the Mounted Devils. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, to be quite honest, um, he did not, the Mounted Devils or Archibald Yale did not distinguish themselves uh, on on the field of battle. Um, The Mountain Devils under Archibald Yale had a reputation within the U.S. Army um, of being uncontrollable, of uh, being um, unwilling to follow orders, um, and there were a few incidents in, in which um, members of, of this Arkansas unit um, killed people, civilians. Um, there were accusations of rape. And um, Archibald Yale's commander um, basically wondered, he, he basically said Archibald Yale is either unwilling or unable to control his troops. Um, in fact, one of the things that happens is um, the Ar- Arkansas troops um, have such a bad reputation um, that they are always assigned um, the worst parts of camp. They and it becomes a, it becomes a, an embarrassment to the state, um, and for Archibald Yale, it's sort of. He didn't have to come home to this embarrassment because he, in fact, died on the battlefield, right. and so he never returned from the Mexican-American War. Yeah.
0: So um, let me switch gears here, and DAndre, you're the you're the person who uh, I, I know there was there was lots of discussion of this uh, with the uh, Heritage Commission, but tell us a little bit about uh, why why you decided to bring this proposal forward, and why is now a good time to do it.
2: Well, uh, first of all, I would be remiss without acknowledging the work that Dr. Pierce has done as it relates to the Nelson Mackett Project and um, uh, informing uh, the City Council members and myself and the entire community of Fayetteville. I really appreciate his work and uh, his truth. And uh, as it relates to the, the the significance, the importance of this uh, street renaming, and I will start by saying that contrary to, to some popular rhetoric, uh, renaming racially insensitive or otherwise inappropriately named streets, um, even in some cases, uh, ge- geographic features and land units. It's not about canceling history, but we take this as an opportunity to provide a more honest accounting of America's past, and this is also an opportunity um, and a and a and a gesture toward healing historic wounds and those wounds that have happened to, even here in Fayetteville. And so we also think about the the idea that when um, with, with, with uh, offensive and racist street names. Um, we, 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 we can't help but think about as we here in Fayetteville, as we move forward, right? We have, we have a commitment to diversity. We have a commitment to equity. We have a commitment to inclusion. And so when we think about that, we must be intentional, the word intentional, I keep saying that. And because street names must be equitable, street names, building names must be equitable. They must be just they must be honoring cultural diversity and advancing dignity for all people. And they have to tell an honest history, celebrating and respecting a fuller array of those who helped build our nation, my ancestors, and especially those whose memories have previously been neglected or forgotten. And so when I think about Nelson Hackett, I can't help but think about my own ancestors and uh, those whose uh, memories have been previously neglected. And, uh, I think about it in terms of I think about this whole thing, the street renaming. It's not about um, it's not about um, Archibald Yale. It's more about telling the story of Nelson Hackett, who uh, he his, his life was a reflection of resilience. And in spite of being beaten, in in spite of it experiencing being degraded, he was res- he remained resilient. And I think about the number of African American men and women who have experienced the same type of hurt, uh, even beyond slavery. I can't help but think about how this street renaming will impact, um, will help uh, heal some of the historic wounds. And um, I just appreciate the work that the commission has done. Uh, We're working with the mayor's staff, Britton. She's done a lot of research. And uh, we know that this is not a comfortable conversation. We recognize that you know, there are they're various opinions, but we must do better. And street names should not cause harm. Again, they must be equitable, they must be just, and they should honor cultural diversity, and they should advance dignity for all people. And I say that time and time again, because that's, what, that's who we say we are in Fayetteville. And um, this is an opportunity for us to, again, be intentional about who we are.
0: Yeah, Andre, you you mentioned in Stacy's story something I thought that was kind of interesting. You you're talking about how the the street that that half mile or so uh, that we call Archibald yell now is is sort of a natural barrier between the south part of town and the north part of town, and and that it sort of acted as a barrier between <coughs> lower income residents and people of color from the rest of the community, and that there may be some changes coming to that st- just physically to that road roadway that 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 might actually uh, uh, change that. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Absolutely. Um, from what I understand, um, the, the, street rena- the, the street was named, and I believe the 1950s. And from what I understand, it has always been been somewhat of a divide in our city, in dividing the, of course, the black and the white, the rich and the poor. And from what I understand, when we had a, a one of our previous city council agenda sessions. Our city engineer gave a little history, and he described how this street, how it, there was and there it's been impacted by redlining, and so I think that this is an opportunity that this renaming, uh, the renaming of the street, will play a key role in in the conversation not only about racism but about poverty and privilege as well.
1: And just so people know, the the changes we're talking about to the to that street. Uh, it's going to get repaved. That that walking intersection that I talked about earlier at, at Rock Street and College is going to have you know, easier uh, delineations for cars. The traffic will be re- reduced to three lanes. There's going to be more pedestrian crossings and, and that sort of thing. So yeah. that's 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 coming up. I mean, it's happening now. If you drive yeah. by, you can see the workers. So. Yeah. And Absolutely. and your story,
0: Stacy. Your story also mentions that that there's only really 14 properties. That are affected by that the name change, they have to actually change their uh, their address.
1: Yeah, it's fourteen. Some of them are either either don't have addresses or they might have an address that links to another property. But mm-hmm. right now, <coughs> right now we're thinking uh, that it's like eight actual businesses have uh, Archibald and, Yale addresses yeah. right now. Yeah. So,
0: okay.
2: Um, and that's something that we were concerned about. Uh, we talked about that image earlier that we we met with Britton, who works with uh, development services, and she, again, I can't say it enough, she did her homework, and the information that Stacey just gave us, that's what she came up with. And so it's not the big of a check. I don't consider that being, and, and not just myself, but the commission didn't consider that a huge barrier. And that question did come up once before, how many residents and businesses will be impacted. So now we have the answer to that question. Yeah,
0: Professor Pierce, anything you'd like to add at this point uh, about this uh, with the vote coming up on Tuesday?
3: No, no, I, I think I covered everything.
0: Yeah, all right. Um, Go ahead, Stacy.
1: I think one thing to add here is there actually are you know two proposals. There is the the marker mm-hmm. that we want to place on right. on <coughs> that the city council wants to place on uh, the, the Fayetteville Square. Uh, the, the proposed location is the flower bed that the city owns right next to the Bank of Fayetteville on uh, Center Street and Block Avenue, um, and there's a reason for that particular location and i think maybe dr
3: can i chime in here yes yes i was gonna throw it to you (laughs) so 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 the the wallace brothers um willis and alfred both of whom owned nelson hackett at one time or another um they had a grocery store there um and a grocery store uh in the 19th century is a place that served liquor and the wallace brothers uh used their grocery to um I, I, I don't know the best way to say this. To uh, rip off uh, the Cherokee passenger fable um, um, on on the way to the Indian Territory in the 1830s. Um, and it was it was an interesting site um, for Fayetteville history, um, including um, the, the the murder of at least one prominent Cherokee citizen, um, and Nelson Hackett, uh, of course, labored at that site. And so it's really a, a site that needs some recognition in this town. Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, very interesting. Well, it's, uh, Nelson Hackett's story is very compelling and one that uh, uh, Stacy mentioned not. You know, for someone who was so famous and so well known in uh, 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 160, 170 years ago, it's uh, uh, not very many people know the name now. But uh, 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 I think I think that's the purpose of your Nelson uh, Hackett project is to is to get the story out and and get it a, a fuller uh, historical understanding in the world. So yes,
3: yeah. well, thank you. And but you know, uh, historians like to say that um, the act of forgetting. Um, is an active experience, something that people have to try to do. And so, the, the city of Fayetteville and its residents, um, over the last 175 years, ha- have had to try to to forget Nelson Hackett. And you know, it, it's just not something that happened. It, it was purposeful.
1: Well, and on that that idea that uh, deandre you're speaking of being intentional uh, we talked a little bit about this for the story um the marker uh we well we talked about at the black uh, heritage preservation commission it's going before the city council um it seems like people may read the marker they may not read the marker but you were when you were talking about renaming the street after nelson hackett um you were speaking about how that really sets a um it's an, a very intentional act to to bring more uh light to his name
2: absolutely and i and i say that because when we think about uh, uh present and future generations and i'm so glad that dr pierce made the reference about fayetteville has you know, worked to forget that our present and future generations um d- deserve to enjoy um living in fayetteville without feeling unwanted Without feeling uh, unsafe or insulted, and and I, I'm not saying that when when I say unsafe, I mean having a having a structure, having a street name that bears um, that reflects uh, a, a, a enslavement uh, can certainly it's it it's not conducive to feeling wanted, and it, it's not conducive to feeling safe, and it is a big insult. And so with the street renaming. That was bold. I consider that to be, if you will, progressive, and that was intentional. And we 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 recognize that that doesn't solve the problem. That's not what we're trying to do. This is an opportunity to educate.
0: All right. Well, this is this has been a, a very interesting discussion, and I I really appreciate the time that uh, our guests have given to us today to talk about to talk about this uh, this proposal and uh, that's coming up Tuesday in Fayetteville. Uh, my guests today have been uh, DeAndre Jones. He's the Ward 2, Position 1, uh, Councilman on the Fayetteville City Council, uh, and he's the sponsor of the, of the proposal to rename Archibald Yale Boulevard to, for Nelson Hackett, uh, and then also um, Professor Mike, uh, Michael Pierce from the University of Arkansas Department of History and the Director of the Nelson Hackett Project, who uh, provide us the history and the context of Nelson Hackett and his story. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very, very much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Well,
2: thank and, uh, you for having us.
0: Be sure to check out Stacy Robern's story on the proposed name change in Sunday's Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. We've also got a lot of other great content coming your way. Cities and regional planners want to make sure they are on the same page with how Arkansas 265 from Rogers to Fayetteville will look and function over the next 20 to 25 years. Ron Wood will tell you what could be in store. Rogers is taking a hard look at what impediments may exist to fair and affordable housing in the city. Check out Garrett Moore's story. A new pilot program in Bentonville will allow residents to share books through boxes in in a public park. Mike Jones will tell us how that works. Tom Sissom will tell us about a cash crunch at Central Emergency Services, the ambulance provider in Washington County, and why it's asking for more money from local governments. In the River Valley, Thomas Cicente will tell us about Jerry Glidewell's four-decade career at the Fort Smith Boys and Girls Clubs as his retirement approaches. Monica Brick will preview this fall's election for positions on the Fort Smith Board of Directors. Of course, we'll have all the coverage you need of the Arkansas Razorbacks season-opening football game against Cincinnati at wholehogsports.com. And we'll keep track of all the breaking news for the weekend at nwaonline.com. We're grateful to our subscribers who make it possible for us to keep bringing you stories that matter to you. If you're not a subscriber, all you have to do is go to our website at nwaonline.com and click the subscribe button. You can also call us at 479-684-5509. Again, that is 479-684-5509. If you like the Know the News podcast, we'll be here every Friday with a new edition, wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to subscribe right now by hitting the button on your device. I hope everyone has a great Labor Day weekend. Until next week, this is Rusty Turner, host of the Know the News podcast, saying so long.